The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Right up and welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call, as usual, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. The last four digits on your phone spell C-A-R-M. CARM.org, Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, which recently did... Uh, um, we, we uh, let's see, last week, yeah, it was last week. No, it's on the 25th, that's right. We, uh, CARM hit 28 years old. That's uh, how old it is. And uh, so uh, what I did today, one of the things I, I had to do was catch up on the stats for the site. And um, Google Analytics did something differently. And so it messed up the procedures. So what I had to do, because I'm, I'm pretty good with math, is I went in and did an averaging set and uh, found some stuff and then multiplied by a blah, blah, blah to do this, divide by that, and um, was able to figure out the averages. And uh, so CARM has, uh, in the past few weeks, is increasing in traffic, and that's good. So praise God for that. And that's no big deal. And hey, look, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. But if you don't want to call and you want to email me, you can do that very easily. Just you send an email to info at carm.org, info at carm.org, and just put in the, uh, the subject line, radio question or radio comment, something like that, and we can get to it. And... Uh, Let's see. Uh, yeah, I've got some interesting stuff that's come in. And I don't even know if some of the radio questions, but there are some comments or some various things. So I think I have to look at some of those. I think we've got a caller coming in. And uh, and if you're new to this show, you're not sure what the show is, uh, it's a Christian apologetic show. Apologetics is the branch of Christian theology dealing with the defense and the establishment of the Christian faith. And so I do that heavily. And I don't just talk about, uh, well, you know, the Bible says it's, that's all it is. Um, no, I get into the issues of science, logic, philosophy, uh, biblical manuscripts, uh, talking about UFOs, talking about Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, all kinds of things and compared to what the Word of God says. And uh, if that sounds intriguing, well, stay tuned. You'll probably hear something you like and probably hear something you won't like. That's often the case. I do get people telling me regularly, you know, every couple of couple times a week or I mean a month, people say, yeah, I've been listening to you and when I first heard you, I didn't like what you had to say. And then I kept listening and going, that's what it says, you know. So I get that a lot. And uh, not a big deal, but alright, why don't we just do this? Why don't we get on the air with Chance from Texas? Hey Chance, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Um, hello, Matt. Hi, how are you? Uh, I asked a question. Good, sir. Um, I asked a question closing yesterday about harmonizing uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 20, where Jesus tells us that which defileth a man cometh from the inside, mm-hmm. and then harmonizing that with First Peter 5, 8, where the description is an existential threat um, as a roaring lion. 
So um, I'm trying to revisit depravity and justification, and I'm and I'm studying these and trying to reconcile these issues. Can you put this together for me? Sure, uh, Mark Seven. Uh, your notes up there, seven twenty, is dealing with the uh, the the inner ask, action, the inner depravity of our natures. Where First Peter five eight is the external. So it's a difference between internal and external. Internal is what comes out of our own hearts, and external is you know the work of the devil and uh, our fallen world to work against us. So. You know, it says, uh, I think uh, the reference is uh, yeah, Mark seven twenty. that which proceeds out of the mouth, that is what defiles a man. For, from within, out of the heart, men proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, adulteries, murders, etc. And yet, First uh, Peter 5, 8, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Uh, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. So it's just the difference between the internal and the external. And uh, I like to say to people, we don't need the devil to sin we can do that pretty well on our own you know okay okay yes sir thank you i was just uh uh just revisiting that um <clears throat> as if um one who doesn't accept depravity then they would look to that passage and then apply as the devil might be omnipresent um in everyone's heart at the same time and so as i go back and revisit these things um i just want to Resement these these theologies the way they should be scripturally, right? And we have to understand that uh, though the devil is not omnipresent, he does have a lot of, of forces that work with him in the angelic realm, and they are busy. And so, you know, just to give my you know, a little plug in my novel, the the influence, I discuss the idea of levels of demons, levels of demonic forces and principalities and powers and things like that and I you know went to scripture and did a lot of research and just used them in my fictional novel and there are lower levels but they are you know nothing violated scripture and so they are able to move quickly know languages uh, and influence people but I don't know how but they are able to do that now you know, have you ever been around? You know, you, I mean, just sitting around by yourself, watching TV, just driving, thinking about, you know, I had to weed the backyard, and all of a sudden, you know, a, a weird thought comes in your mind, and it's like, where did that come from? It's not a good thought, you know. Now, some people say, well, that's the devil. Well, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it isn't, but we don't need him for our own depravity, for our own sin. So there's discussions about how the two interact, and we don't know for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just seeing if I could differentiate um, that interaction as it as the devil would interact with that fallen aspect of our nature um, from that which came from Adam, um, as opposed to in the gospel age we might view it as such a way as Christ has already died, so all our sins have been forgiven, and now the external source is the only source right um you know in my novel uh i what i did was i had and i took literary license you know because it's a fiction novel but i had demonic forces what they would do in my novel they would go up to a person and not knowing if the person was saved or not they'd put their clawed taloned hands upon the chest of the of the person to see if they're being indwelt or not and uh, if they weren't, they could uh, whisper 
into their ears and uh, do things and I, you know and like I said it's just fiction but they would uh, they would whisper and uh, I had one scene where <laughs> Kathy the main character is watching TV and the situation she has to be home at her dad's house because of uh, some that happened bad and uh, this demonic force is in front of her but looking as she's looking at the TV she's looking right at its face and as it's exhaling she's inhaling and vice versa so that she, you know and it's whispering and doing all this stuff and she's getting more anxious and she's alone in a in a house anyway so uh, you know this is fiction but we don't know how the demonic forces can interact or to what degree they can with us but uh, they can uh, uh, well personally I, I believe that unbelievers uh, are in the service of the evil one ultimately and so I believe Catholics are Mormons Jehovah's Witnesses I believe atheists agnostics uh, Muslims are because they're not serving the true and living God and don't have the true gospel so anyway okay Matt I, yes sir thank you very much you're welcome God bless yep. okay <laughs> So, you know, let me get uh, a springboard on that. Um, and I know that a lot of people are going to be shocked by what I just said. But I have to, to speak about that because, you see, if I'm talking to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, in person, I'm going to speak differently than I will on the radio. And I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude or shocking. But I do believe that there's a lot of people who listen on the radio and a lot of Mormons, a lot of Catholics I know, and that, you know, just the statement over the air needs to be said. You know, check this out. This is Galatians 4, 8. Uh, however, at that time when you did not know God, you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods. So what are these things? that uh, like the god of mormonism for example you know is an exalted man from another planet was a goddess wife well that's not the god of the bible or the god of islam which is a single uh, person who is a deceiver in uh, the quran surah 4 157 he uh, allah makes someone look like jesus to be crucified by his own hand and so he's a deceiver uh, you know we have the Jehovah's Witnesses and their God is a single person being who created uh, created uh, Jesus and um, uh, salvation is through faith and your works and, and your, your goodness and so because people have false gods they have false Christs and because they have false Christ they have false gospels and but you know that the exception of that kind of general rule is in Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy they serve the true God but they have a false gospel but nevertheless here's the thing uh, there are demonic forces out there and the Bible is very clear that the devil uh, prowls around he seeks to devour some some people there are demonic forces there are powers principalities uh, that are at work and they are insanely evil and they desire to destroy you and me they just desire to destroy us but only God's grace prevents them from carrying out the power that they actually can and there's a uh, you know uh, 
God in his sovereignty is allowing certain things to happen to bring about what he desires ultimately for his purpose and there's so many ways we could talk about that but nevertheless um, the these demonic forces can manifest and they can possess people um, personally I believe I've been physically touched by a demonic force physically and um, I've sensed uh, demonic forces before maybe some of you have been someplace and for for an unknown reason you just are exceedingly uncomfortable something's just not right and um, I'm not saying that you know that's demonic I'm just saying you know people we all have that kind of thing happen to us you know what is going on what is that and I remember one instance I won't get into too many too many details but to say that I was absolutely convinced that there were demonic forces present where I was and uh, it was uh, to me it was pretty obvious so since the Bible does talk about this uh, it's important for us to understand it but on the other hand we already have a depraved and fallen nature we don't need the devil in order to manifest evil intent and sinful actions but but the devil is alive and his, uh, his demonic forces are well aware of us and they're seeking to destroy us anyway I'm skipping over some of the stuff I could talk about demonic things I used to be involved in the occult when I was younger before I became a Christian and I've seen things and understood uh, there's quite a bit so anyway hey Oh, there's a break, and uh, what we'll do is we'll get right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, please do. And by the way, thanks Ernie from CARM for the $5 rant. Really appreciate it. And if you want to join us, 877-207-2276. Be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. All right, let's get on the phone with Scott from Spokane. Scott, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Matt? Oh, hey, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, hanging in there, man. Doing well. I just have a... Just two real quick ones, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the first one is in Romans fourteen twenty-two. Okay, let's see. Romans fourteen twenty-two. The faith which you have, have as your own convictions before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Okay. So my question is, the first part of the of the end sentence says. Blessed is he who does not judge himself in what he approves. I was just wondering, what does that mean exactly? Well, um, it says, uh, your heart does not condemn us. Okay. We have uh, the confidence before God. So what we're talking about, uh, always read context. And what we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that we're doing is behaving before God according to our conscience, but not that our conscience is always right. If you do something that you think is wrong, but it's actually okay to do, then you've sinned because you're going against your conscience of your heart. But if you don't believe it's sin, and it really is, you've sinned there too. So uh, what he's saying is, uh, if our heart, in the previous verse, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive Mm -hmm. of him. 
so because he keeps the commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight so uh where was that verse wait a minute romans 14 oh that's right oh i, I got my my uh my verses <laughs> the windows mixed up sorry about that uh the faith which you have have as your own conviction before god happy as who does not condemn himself if you're going to believe something believe what's right according to the scriptures according to integrity according to your heart and in that you won't condemn yourself in your actions okay okay and then the other one is uh i just i was wondering i i believe you do but i just wanted to double check so um do you believe that objects themselves can have some type of uh, demonic attachment yes mm-hmm. and i and, and I see why, and, and I, it's what I'm sort of considering, but I was wondering if there's anywhere in Scripture that might support that at least a little, because I know it's not really uh, um, profound there. No. But the only thing on top of my head about any spiritual attachment to an object is God attached to the Ark of the Covenant. There are uh, oh. the works of the, the, the false uh, magicians who are able to take their staffs and, and uh, chain them into snakes. So uh, something like that, that's such a staff, would then um, become a sacred object to that cult. And it, there could be very well be demonic connections. So years ago, as an example of something, and I'm, I'm trying to remember about some scripture that would say that, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. But when I was doing the radio here in the valley, in uh, the Treasure Valley here in Idaho, um, I got a call on the radio and long story short I ended up going over to their house and this family had this object that had been given to them it was outside the backyard and they would not put it in their house and I you know they they said Matt we believe that uh, this thing's got a demonic attachments to it and I said okay talk to me you know they knew that I wasn't gonna laugh at them and uh, they said mm-hmm. when it's in the house things happen there's movements, there's mm. sounds, there's knocks, there's all kinds of stuff. When it's outside the house, it doesn't happen. It doesn't prove anything, but it was enough to the point where they wouldn't live in the house anymore. And so there's an object. I remember once I was do- doing a ministry with a guy who was involved with anti-Satanism stuff. And one of the the things that, that we did was go and retrieve objects from people who were leaving the occult. And we had one instance where we were going to meet, or he was going to meet in a. I don't remember that. That's right. He a large parking lot where he was going to drive in a certain area. I got there ten minutes early, turned the lights out, and waited. It was all part of the plan. And then he would be on the other side of this parking lot. It was like in a grocery store parking lot. And that he was supposed to meet someone there, and he was supposed to give him an object. And what he would do was being very ca- careful. He didn't want to get killed. By the Satanists, and so uh, right. he would do do this, and and we didn't have cell phones back there. So what it would do is, is if I saw a car coming up behind him or any behind him, I'd flash my lights, and he would just leave. <clears throat> and uh, so we were like that for ten or fifteen minutes, and not, nobody ever showed up for him to, to meet him. But he was going to get a wand, and it was from an occult ceremony that was in somebody's house. Then you have, we call them doors, that objects that people can give you can have demonic attachment to it. Now, this is something that is not talked about very much, but an obvious object that's occultic would be a Ouija board, for example. And if Mm -hmm. it is used to contact the dead, 
and it has a demonic attachment to it. Um, lots of objects can potentially have demonic attachments to them. So I'm reminded of Roman Catholicism, where people don't realize this, that in America it's different than it is in Europe and South America Catholicism, because in those other countries it's exceedingly superstitious, and they have, they have essentially what are talisman, they have objects, scapulars, and yeah. med medallions, and you, you have them blessed, and then these objects will keep away evil spirits. And this is just occult uh, idiocy. And so it's very right. prevalent. Well, what happens, let's just say that, uh, like these demonic manifestations of, of the so-called virgin birth, I mean, virgin, virgin birth, that's biblical, of course, but I mean the Virgin Mary, where, uh, you know, and I can read them, where they're demonic manifestations, and they're approved by the Roman Catholic Church. They're obviously bad. And if people were to pray to them, these demonic uh, manifestations thinking that they're Mary for real and then they have a, an emblem that personifies or signifies that particular event you know Medjugorje or um, Fatima or Guadalupe or, uh, so if you have these different things and these are consecrated to the Virgin Mary of Fatima well that because it's demonic can have a demonic attachment to it and then it can be transported to other people and so I'm not saying that it means demons are going to get in your house and all this, but it just means that these are the kinds of things that uh, we have to be wary, wary of. So when people call me and we, we talk about this occult stuff, I'll ask them, you know, were any objects given to you by uh, any relatives or any friends? And sometimes they'll say, well, yeah. You know, I said, and did it start around this time these problems start yeah it actually did around that time it doesn't mean that's that's co it could be a coincidence but it could be also an open door so I said well you need to get rid of those things you know take them out I'll take them if you want things like that uh, and so you can have <clears throat> demonic material that has attachments to it uh, the Book of Mormon you could have the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society's material you can have different things uh, that because they're these are false theologies and false gods ultimately they're demonically authored ultimately and so those participants like they do in the catholic church they pray to these these uh, these false uh, apparitions of mary they're opening up doors to the occult and it's happening all over the world and you know islam is as people pray for that they're opening the doors to demonic presence this is obvious in the evil that islam um, promotes so i just kind of rambling there a little bit we got to break uh, hold on, Scott. We'll get back to you. You can make some comments there, right? Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. If you want, you can also email me at uh, info at karm.org. <laughs> I was just thinking of something because that rant earlier, which we call it a rant, uh, happy birthday, Jeff, which is Preacher Jeff. Um, happy birthday. I like saying that to people, like, you know, on the radio, that's really nice. Okay. What's 
Slicktonomies. <laughs> okay, Ernie Knight <laughs> in the chat room. You got to define what a slicktonomy is. Okay, let's get back to Scott from Spokane. Hey, Scott, welcome. You're back on the air. Hey, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, thank you for that. I, I've just been wondering a lot lately. It's, it's, you know, I don't know if it's because it's October or just random. I'm not sure. But lately I've been watching, uh, and I used to watch this as a kid a lot. It's a show called A Haunting, which is just a documentary about people who have gone through experiences. And a lot of them, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of it is really demonic stuff, but a lot of times they get these psychics and guys that will come in and tell them it's, um, they'll tell them it's human spirits and all this crap. And, and it's just, uh, it, it's sort of entertaining to watch because even though they have false, you know, false uh, logic to what they are explaining it as, I can sort of decipher what's really going on. And, um, you know, and I told you the other day that I found a, a random Ouija board in a thrift store and uh, mm-hmm. I bought it, destroyed it. And so it just, you know, this stuff's been on my mind a little bit. So, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've got lots of stories. I've got lots of stories about different things that have happened over the years involving the occult and stuff. But, uh, it's, what the heck is that? That's my dog. He's wanting to. He's in the car oh. with me. <laughs> ah, okay. So, uh, yeah, and, and that's what it is, you know. So there's, uh, there you go. All right. <laughs> okay, All right. Buddy. Well, thank you. Happy Reformation Day. Hey, man. You too. God bless. All right. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Or have fun in the chat room and uh, rumble. And if you want to watch the show or participate with the other people that are in the chat, you can go to uh, rumble.com forward slash Matt Slick Live, all one word. And I'll get in there. And they're joking around, uh, a slick directomy. So uh, what I'm doing... <laughs> don't know what that is, but I would assume it has to do with the, the, the precise removal of heresy, a slick directomy. So I don't know, but it's pretty funny. So uh, there's a lot of fun. And then slicktonomies. What's a slicktonomy? So we've got to come up with some definitions now, put them in the slictionary. I actually have on CARM a, something called a slictionary, and it's just a bunch of stupid words like to stupidify. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of other fun stuff. We like to have fun. All right. Hey, if you want to give me a call, we have wide open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's see. Okay, so someone just wrote this in. I'm going to check it out right now. Does uh, Revelation 13.15 support that demons can manipulate objects? Let me go there and let's check it out. All right. Revelation 13.15. And it was given him to take breath Ooh, to give breath to the image of the beast, so the image of the beast would speak and cause, ooh, hey, there you go. That's good. I like that. That would be uh, some good evidence. And actually, I'm glad whoever, what, who who put that in there? That was uh, from Will, William Weingarten. Hey, Matt, thanks a lot. Weingarten, I'm trying to get the name right. Often what I'll do is I have a list of questions that people, uh, you know, on the radio, and I'll say, that's a good question. I'm going to write an article on that. And so, based on one of the, the previous caller there, do we sin on our own, or does the devil make us sin? That's the title of the article I want to work on. And then I'm taking notes in it. He literally is doing the show, you know, internal, external causation. And I just put that in there, Revelation 13, 15, as part of the notes of uh, 
of that. So I think that is uh, that's a good a good support. Now that's you know I don't know how far we could take it, but I think it's uh, it's it's good stuff. And I can do some research on for those. In fact, if any of you out there have any other verses that you're aware of in the Bible or you think it might be connected to objects and demonic objects having a connection with the occult and demonic forces, you know, just email them to me at info at karm.org and just say radio comment, you know, and put in there, what about this verse? And I can check them out. Just like, uh, just like William did. Hey, appreciate that. I guess he's listening and I really appreciate that. All right. So it says we've got nobody waiting right now. And this often happens at the end of the year, too. Uh, things slow down. Uh, and that's okay. And I've been doing radio for 20 years now. 20 years. Man, oh, man. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Church of God in Christ denominations, Pentecostal and teaching Church, Church of God in Christ? Um, from what I understand, it's not good. Let me verify that. Uh, Church of God in Christ, yes, yes, C-O-G-O, that's right. And um, trying to remember, yeah, presiding bishop and chief apostle, yeah. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to ask me about that, it's always best to give me a URL of a particular group because a lot of times there, there are different groups that have the same or very similar names. So I'm not sure if this is the exact one that you are uh, interested in but uh, let's see you know, whenever they have uh, you know presiding bishop and apostle and things like that uh, okay so they affirm at least this one does three persons Father, Son, Holy Spirit and the Trinity the rapture of the church which is in Christ at his return okay good only means of being cleansed is through the repentance and faith of her precious blood okay that's good um uh, Redemptive work of Christ on the cross, uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, sanctifying power. Yeah, their statement of faith is not very deep, but it, it's pretty decent. See, if I were doing an analysis on individual groups, one of the things I would like to do is email them and ask for, an, you know, to need a 10-minute interview. And uh, But Church of God in Christ. So I don't know if it is the same one that that person is um, is asking about. So can't tell you for sure. There are different ones. All right. Let's see if we can get to a radio question. We've got another caller coming in. Hi, Matt. You believe that Satan is currently bound because of what Jesus said in Mark 3.27? Actually, I, I believe he's loosed. But uh, I suspect that he is. But a few verses earlier in Mark 3.23, it says that Jesus began speaking to them in parables. So this was just a parable and not meant to be taken literally, should be, uh, which explains why we see Satan possessing uh, Judas Iscariot later on in the gospel. Well, um, no, I don't go to Matt, to Mark three twenty seven for that. Okay, let's see what it says here, and because it's not a verse I go to. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's bound. That's right. No one can bind him. Well, that's a good point, and uh, and it is a parable. Well, it is and it isn't. It's not necessarily a parable. He's talking, and it doesn't say that he's. Well, let me get into this. This is interesting because there are different levels of binding. And through some of the discussions I've had with some millennialists who hold to this, is that he can be bound at different levels because it says 
and this I think is interesting because this was brought up earlier this year the binding of Revelation 20 to not to see the nations and the binding so that Jesus can um, uh, uh, get demons out of people and those are different bindings they're different levels of binding because someone could be bound partially or completely and so that's what I see about those but it's a good comment it really is I really appreciate that but that's just one of the, the responses that we give back. It's like, okay, what to what extent is he bound in Mark or Mark Matthew ten twenty two through thirty two, and what extent might he be bound in um, Revelation twenty? Because it, it seems to be specific uh, topically. I think that's worth looking at. Um, yeah. So, so there you go. It's very good. Uh, and Elijah brought that up. So uh, thank you for that. We don't have any callers waiting. Okay, good. How about this? Let's see. Personally, I don't see anything wrong with the what? With what? Uh, is the elders of the church need to be involved? This is too long. We'll get into that. Uh, does heaven have a choir? Well, it depends on what you mean by choir. If it's a bunch of people who stand around in robes singing, I don't think so. If you mean, are there angelic forces, angels that sing? Yes then we would say, yeah, because there are angels that sing holy, 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 and they, they are singing praises of God. So um, it depends on how it uh, is defined. But that's a good question, actually. And I've, I don't think I've ever been asked that before. And I always like that. I always like when I get something new. So what I'm going to do is put that in my list of questions that I need to get to. <laughs> Man, when is it going to end? You know, there's just so many questions. And how many do I have here? Let's see. I've got, uh, there's 19 plus, oh, I think I've got like 700. Yeah, I do. we got uh, 19 plus 663. So you got almost 700 questions i got to get to. For real. Oh, wow. So much heresy. So little time. Hey, folks, there's the music. we got a break coming up. Give me a call. I'll be right back after these messages. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get to Julia from Raleigh, North Carolina. Julia, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Doing all right. I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. I have a question, um, given the fact that it's Halloween, and I just joined the show a few minutes ago. I'm a little late listening tonight, but I just have a question, you know, because obviously there seems to be a lot of demonic activity, obviously in the world every day, but especially on this particular day. And it made me question, I have uh, grandkids that have mentioned seeing ghosts in their house and seeing, you know, a man in a suit walking through the walls and i'm just wondering i know children are still really little and they don't hear things that adults do about you know demons and possessions and ghosts and all of these things but is that you know i just kind of wanted your opinion on that because it's one of those things you hear you know in the catholic faith faith there's you know exorcists that deal with demonic possession so i don't quite know what to make of that or 
you know, and I read through scriptures and I've not seen anything, you know, that completely references, you know, the appearance of, you know, demonic beings around children. So just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that. Well, um, it just so happens that there's lots of stories of young uh, kids, children, saying they see something. There are lots of accounts of like a mom at home with her young boy, for example, and he's talking to somebody. And, you know, kids will imagine. And then um, he'll track, he'll watch him. You know, the, the, the eyes of the boy or the his head will turn to another place. And um, he's talking to him. And she'll, mom will say, well, who are you talking to? And she goes, my friend. Oh, he's gone now. And, uh, you know, things like that. Now, you know, we can't say it's legit. We can't say it's not legit. But when you hear stories like this from all over, well, it's either the case that the children have great imaginations or something's going on. And it's like animals. Do animals uh, see things? Because there's lots of accounts of animals uh, sensing things and being aware. For example, you know, with animals, but... uh, I know this, that at Fatima, when the children were seeing this apparition, which I believe was demonic, but not only the children, but others were recorded or reported as looking into the air and their eyes were all tracking the same location. They would track. Others couldn't see what was going on, but some people could, and they were tracking something. It was All their eyes were looking the same place. You, know, you can't do that uh, you know, unless something's up. So what I would say is uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually seeing something. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not actually seeing something. I just can't say for sure, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, I mean, I know there's other things in this realm um, and activities and uh, I just pray for a covering over those children every day. I mean, that's all I know to do. But, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are like, oh, you need to find a Catholic priest. Well, we're definitely not Catholic. (laughs) But, you know, it's like somebody needs to, you know, exercise that house. And then somebody else was telling us, oh, I think that neighborhood was built on an old grave site. You know, all these crazy things. People's minds, you know, go crazy. And obviously we have nothing to worry about because, you know, we know how this story ends and you know god's greater than you know any of any anything but i just didn't know if that was something that you know you don't mention that to the kids and we try to dismiss it Mm -hmm. it's like oh you know you probably were seeing the shadows and you know because i don't think it's a good idea to have kids ponder you know at a very young age something like that kids under six years old (laughs) but but i so i didn't know if there was you know I kind of wanted your opinion on what do you think, other than prayer and praying for them daily for protection and covering. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. there's also lots of stories of objects moving with young children around. Now, this may sound odd, but there's a lot, there's, they're anecdotal. You know, you, not like you have a science team with the meters and the scales and the and the uh, you know the cameras and they can repeat this. And so now we can prove it's true. These are anecdotes. So. There's, there's thousands of them all over where uh, objects will just move across a room. And often it happens when they're young children. Now, why? I don't know why. 
Could be demonic forces. Mm. Could be. Could be the kids have a power. I don't know. But I'm always open to things and then gradually reduce the options as I look at it. When my wife and I were moving away from uh, Orange County to San Diego for me to go to seminary, uh, I found out that a friend of my brother, and I knew my knew him. You know, we didn't hang out, but my, my but uh, friend of my brother, he uh, lived in a house that was supposedly one of the number one uh, occult uh, haunted houses in the country. And I'm like, dude, why didn't you huh. tell me this? He goes, I thought you knew. I said, no, I never knew, because I would have gone over there. But he told me, he says, oh, yeah, they'd be sitting there, because they grew up with it in the house. They'd be sitting there and, and watching TV, and an object would just get, move across the room and sit down on another, another thing, and they just go, okay, and they keep watching TV. They were so accustomed to it. Doors would open and close. They didn't say anything about it. Yeah, they, they got to the point where they didn't care. And... uh you know, like here's a little something like it started about a year ago in our house upstairs or from where my wife and I sit and watch TV at night when we're relaxing. One night I heard a thump. We heard a thump so loud that it was as though someone had dropped a large object in the room above us. And I mean, enough for me to get my weapon and go upstairs. Had someone gotten into an upstairs window somehow. And so I did. I got my weapon and I went upstairs and checked it out. It was that loud. All right, so it hasn't mm-hmm. happened like that before, or and, and since that that loud. But I've noticed around the same time, two or three times a week, I'll hear this thump, in the, right above mm-hmm. me in the room. I'm concluding that it's the house is 19 years old, and it's it cools down at night, and there's a piece of wood, something that just. It just moves as it's contracting. But it happens about the same time, yeah. and it happens you know, several times a week now, down to the point where it's like, whatever. You see? So right. what is it? You know, what, are, what are kids singing? Are they seeing something, or are they not seeing something? And we just can't answer yeah, they're it. Convinced. Yeah, they're convinced they are, that they yeah. have seen it. And they, you know, these kids are, are above-average, brilliant children, and they don't typically fantasize or make things up. So... It, it is interesting, and, and I have actually, my husband and I both have actually physically seen ghosts. I don't ever want to see another one. I would never go anywhere that advertised being haunted. I don't ever, ever want to see another one. It was a intriguing, interesting experience, uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. talked to my pastor about it, and I was like, I hope I never see another one. You know, I don't chase them, but I know that there's there are things out there but, you know, I was one of the reasons I, I was calling you, too, is I know I've listened to you, you know, for many years. And I know you talked about at one point you were mm-hmm. dabbled, you were in the occult, you know, yep. so you came from that world. So I was like, you know, if anybody would have a good perspective, it would be you. So it sounds like you're with me. I acknowledge that there are forces out there and there are things out there. And I don't think any of us really understand until we leave this earth and, and go to heaven and then we'll be like right. oh that's what that was in my attic <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? or oh that's what the grandkids saw or oh that's mm-hmm. who I saw but it um yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very scary and, and you feel you know sometimes you can feel a presence around you and um, I don't know if you've got other callers waiting but my son just recently had an encounter in Colorado he was uh, traveling and um, he was out He'd been hiking, um, I think it was Estes Park or something. Anyway, he was headed back to his car, and it was getting dark, and he felt something standing 
beside him or behind him, and he turned around, and there was nobody there, and then he instinctively said, I, I needed to look up, and when he did, he saw a horizontal line of about 25 green, he said it looked like a line of a string of green pearls, and he said when he looked at it, it started going vertical, and he grabbed his uh, phone out of his pocket and took a picture, and it just before it went completely vertical, and then it started spinning like a wheel, and before he could take a second photo, it just disappeared right in front of his eyes. And he said, you know, it wasn't Starlink, because we've all seen Starlink pass over the, you know, right. the night sky. And um, I was like, you know what? That sounds like Ezekiel 10. And you, when you read in Ezekiel 10, it's talking about the um, wheel, uh, the color of barrel stone, which is emerald and green, you know. And I was like, and, and Billy Graham actually wrote a book uh, called Angels, you know, decades ago. And in that article, they reference the, the wheels of the cherubim and, you know, being just literally taking up, you know, spinning like wheels and then being taken up instantly into heaven. So I told him, I said, it sounds to me like you had an, you know, because you know, he was like, you know, my buddy says it was UFOs. And I was like, sounds like an angelic um, encounter to me. So all of these things are Could quite be. fascinating. Yeah, there are uh, lots so, of stories all over the world from all kinds of people. My own mom when she was dying, my dad uh, was there in the room, and he told me that I wasn't there that night, that she looked uh, and said, who's that man standing next to you? And we've got stories Aww. in our family of things like this, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's just stuff. And, uh, anyway, you know, I don't like to say something is or isn't, but there's possibilities, and we'll find out more when we get to heaven, okay? Okay, right, well... Thank you for your insight on that, and God bless you for all you do. And thanks, Matt. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. Now let's get to Eugenia from Durham, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Yes. um, I was uh, just wanting to comment on um, people were asking about things that could be connected to demonic forces, and something people don't think about is um, uh, you can strong drinks. Like in, uh, when you look at First Corinthians 10 and 21, you see you cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons, too. But that's not tr- strong not drink he's talking about. Uh, that's not about that. It's about pagan uh, ceremonies where libations, where drinks were offered as a sacrifice to false idols and false gods. And then once it was offered, then the, the uh, participants in the pagan ceremony would drink of that out of the cup. That's what that is. I believe that. I believe that too. But I think that can open. It can open up portals. In my um, personal experience, um, I've seen people that were, um, say, detoxing in in my medical experience, and um, there was obviously another force at work. And um, I can personally remember when I was uh, doing a fast and a biblical study and sitting um, with a person that was seemed to me to be under this force. I, I'm pretty convinced. I'm not, I have no doubt. But um, I was reading where David's asking the Lord to deliver him speedily and this thing is talking to me. Um, Stop that. And I remember distinctly hearing the voice from within say, read it out loud. 
I read the, oh, I read the we're passage We're at the end of the show. Now. Sorry about that. We're, we're, there's the music. We, go. We, we can talk about this another time, oh, okay. though. Because a lot of people That's are interested in this, one. particularly That's since today is Halloween. I could have talked about it. Go to the CARM site. Look up Halloween. See the article, its origination, and stuff like that. Anyway, may the Lord bless you. We are out of here. And uh, by God's grace, we'll be back on here tomorrow. We'll talk to you then, folks. Have a great evening. Another program powered by the Truth Network.